Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. I always get excited when it's time to do the show. And we hope you get excited too. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. I'm your host. I'm Barry. If this is your first time joining us here on the show, we welcome you. We're about 150 shows deep right now and counting. And uh, on this show, we cover a variety of topics, uh, some of which is American flat track, some is Moto America road racing. We cover the vintage scene. Uh, We cover all kinds of things, and we are glad to have you on board. The show will be underway in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that this portion of the Talking Motorcycles program is brought to you by the Harley-Davidson Motor Company, and we will be talking a little more about that here in about 12 minutes. I want to start the show off with a couple of well wishes. First of all, for all of you mothers out there, I want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day as this show is being done live here in Daytona Beach at 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, leading into the Mother's Day celebration on Sunday. I want to say really... Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there and uh, to all the mothers that uh, are not here with us anymore, who we think about, uh, too. And I want to also extend uh, a Talking Motorcycles congratulations to uh, John Bauscher and Danielle Teal. Danielle Teal is about to begin their 100th, believe it or not, uh, show today uh, on the next Moto Champion talk show. And I love her. I love her style. I think she is a gift to the motorcycle industry. Her passion for road racing is self-evident. Her interviews are top-notch. And it's no surprise to me that they are 100 shows deep and counting and growing by the day. If you don't listen to it, I recommend that you do. We get set to go. Who's our guest list on this show today? Well, it's first of all, I will not be your only host today. You're probably relieved to hear that. We will be welcoming the man who is nine years uh, now in his ninth year, I should say, as the voice of American Flat Track. And my partner for six years, Scotty Hollywood Dubler, will join us and he will stay on board and co host the show. Uh, he's going to be one of three, myself and Scotty. Then we'll be joined immediately after we bring Scotty on uh, by the man, the newest voice that you hear covering uh, the American Flat Track series tour on uh, 
both fanschoice.tv and the public address systems of America. Uh, Bubba Blackwell will be joining us. So we'll have all three of us guys on there firing questions, rapid fire at our guests on the show. And who are they? Well, they were hand chosen by yours truly, your hosts, uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, it is going to be an American flat track show. And we are entering a very critical time, I believe, on the tour following the Daytona TT, the uh, Woodstock, Georgia, extreme, extremely small uh, twins short track, and then moving on to the ultra fast Charlotte half mile. Now we began a five mile stretch. That is five consecutive miles. And it's the time of year when Brian Smith last year in 2016, I think, won his title. Yes, I know it came down to five points at Santa Rosa. But had it not been for his performance on the miles, Brian would have had no hope. He's going to join us, and we're going to talk to him about the FTR 750 Indian versus the Kawasaki. I'm sure my co-hosts are going to have lots of questions, too. We'll also be joined in the second segment of the show by a, an excellent miler, multi-time champion, Kenny Coolbeth Jr. will be joining us, and then we'll be joined later in the program uh, by Brian Smith. So, uh Pretty cool combination, and we're saving Sammy Halbert for last. I can't wait. Sammy, believe it or not, has never been on uh, with us here on Talking Motorcycles, so Sammy Halbert will be joining us. Brief word, I'm going to call it the Moto America Minute, and then we're going to bring in our co-host for the show. One of the coolest vintage, I call it, racetracks in the country because it's been around over 60 years is uh, Virginia International Raceway. They are playing host this weekend to the uh, Moto America Series. It's called the Championship of uh, Virginia, and it's going to be a cool event. Two things have become very clear in the first two rounds and four races in the Superbike, and that is that the level of Superbike racing in America is at an all-time high, and a rival has begun between, uh, that really reminds me of the days of Gobert versus Maladin, Maladin versus Spees. Uh, perhaps some of you will remember uh, Young and Hayes going at it. Well, <clears throat> it is back, and uh, that rivalry is going to be one to watch this weekend. The man coming on top after three rounds is uh, Tony Elias. He's going to be uh, leading the points by a narrow margin. He's won three of the first four races, though. He's, well, narrow, I don't know, 26. Pretty nice lead. Uh, and they have he's had a little bit of a war of words with Cam Bobier uh, following the race last weekend, so it's going to be really fun to see those two square up and go at it at BIR, one of my favorite tracks in the country. Uh, it all started at... Um, Road Atlanta, and now the, the uh, heat is really on. It's going to be a great event, too. There's so much going on at VIR because Moto America does such a good job with fan entertainment. Uh, it's uh, going to be uh, round three of the 10-round series, and uh, last year VIR was also held on the second week in May, but it was the fourth round of the series, so a little bit of change in the order, and I think it's a good one. The temperature should be good there this weekend, perhaps not quite as warm, uh, as we've come to expect, expect from BIR. You can find out much more at MotoAmerica.com. And now we go back to our uh, fabulous, luxurious green room uh, where the great Scotty Dubler is hanging out. Let's welcome him to the show. Scotty, welcome back. Good to hear from you today. Thanks a lot, Barry. Thanks for having me on the show. I've been looking forward to it. Ditto, partner. It's going to be great to have you and your new partner, Bubba Blackwell, on. I, I really am a big, big, big fan of the work that you guys are doing on FansChoice.tv. And this year, kind of on PA, even more so, even though you've never been off of PA, I think there's more emphasis on it. Maybe we'll get a chance to brainstorm that here in the next five minutes or so. Let's bring in the other voice you hear on FansChoice.tv, covering things down on the floor, as we call it, interviewing writers and all kinds of people. Bubba, welcome to... 
uh, back, I think. I don't know. If, I think I had you on once before. I don't remember. To the show. Yeah. Hey, Barry. Hey, Scotty. Well, uh, I've enjoyed the five-week break. I've had a little bit of fun on the side. And, man, I can't wait to jump on a plane and get to Phoenix. I am so fired up. It's going to be a great event. Oh, the operative word with you is jump on anything because typically you jump on that XR and jump over <laughs> jump over things. You've had three shows since we left Charlotte, so a pretty busy five weeks for you. Well, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, to go and be able to do things that I'm used to doing, um, you know, the, there's no big surprise the first three races. I've been struggling, and the, uh, the real challenge is the fact that I simply couldn't hear. And now that we've got all that stuff uh, figured out, I'm looking forward to going back to it. And, uh, you know, the last three weeks of being able to do shows helped me feel comfortable in the fact that I do know how to talk and I do know how to have fun. So uh, going back to Phoenix is going to be really good. And I'll add, you really do know how to fire up a crowd and, and how to entertain people, which is, in fact, what it's all about. And, um, yeah, Scotty, I mean, darn it, you guys uh, firing it off down at the Daytona TT and getting things started. What's your take on this season that we're looking at uh, coming up ahead. Well, well, first off, I'm I'm very shocked that the Indians won the first three rounds. I mean, how impressive is that? I mean, they only had you know one race under their belt, and that was Joe Cop at Santa Rosa last year, and then they come out firing firing like crazy. I mean, Indians won the first three rounds. Uh, like you mentioned a few moments ago, we're getting to a stretch with five mile races, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see you know how, who's done their homework and and who's ready to to take on five miles in, in a row and how will, uh, how will temperature be a factor and, and who's going to get around these tracks fast. We know Brian Smith's a mile specialist. We know Kenny Coolbeth's very fast on a mile, but are they strong enough to win? You know, and can they do it consecutively? A lot of miles coming up. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole rest of the season. You know, it is. It, it's very impressive for a brand new frame, a brand new engine to come out of the box in this sport and win the first three rounds. It's never been done. It probably will never be repeated. And I think it is a testimony, but I also think now they get to answer the question because Bubba, 25 uh, laps around a one mile course is probably the most extreme conditions any engine in any, any motorcycle related sport are ever going to experience. I mean, you're stretching them out at eight to 10,000 RPM down the straightaways for 25 miles. It, it's going to be interesting hearing them, seeing them, and seeing how they hang together. Well, I couldn't agree more. I actually uh, did the uh, weather forecast, and I saw that it's going to be a nice and comfortable 98 degrees, which is going to be wonderful in my dark pants and shirt. But, you know, I couldn't help but to think the same thing. I know that uh, Brian ran away with it last year on his Kawasaki, obviously a water-cooled motorcycle, and uh, the Indian will finally be uh, tested. I know I did a great job at the uh, last race of the year last year, and obviously they, they, they proved their strength there. But, um, you know, three wins in a row, do they get comfortable? Do they uh, kind of think they've got it figured out? All they need to do is just change the oil and put it in a truck. I don't think that's going to be the case. I believe that uh, we're we're really going to see uh, what the Indians made of, and 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 I have no other reason to think that it's gonna that's gonna hold up. And um, I'd like to add another point. You know, obviously uh, Brian Smith is known as the the mile guy, and uh, you know the last race was in Charlotte, a half mile. Brian looked pretty darn good on that half mile over Jared Meese, and I can't wait to watch these guys go at it on. 
possibly equal equipment in Phoenix. All all excellent points. And then I think that brings up a couple other questions. First, your point about Brian, uh, he looked damn good. I thought at the Daytona TT as well. And I believe his, his hard work and his practice uh, running short tracks and stuff is really beginning to pay off because he's, he's better on those tight tracks. And I think in addition to testing the Indian, I think it's going to test the Harley Davidson. Does the XG 750R have what it takes in horsepower? Is it going to be a Kawasaki and who amongst the Kawasaki riders can come to the top in light of the absence of the Howerton team? And who's going to drag out XR 750s and try to beat the Indian at, at that mile game? These are just, man, you just bring up a, Darn it, Bubba. That brings up a lot of questions. Um, well, guys, we are getting set to go to break. Uh, I do know that Kenny Coolbeth has got his feet up on the couch with you guys over there in the green room uh, and uh, probably getting set to come on the show as well. And as we go to break, I, I just want to say thank you to the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. Uh, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company is uh, one of our, this is the quarter hour sponsor of this particular portion of the show. And I want to talk briefly about the XG750. One cool thing about what they've done, in my view, is I cannot buy an FTR 750 for the street. I can't buy the Indian. I can, however, go to my Harley-Davidson dealer and buy an XG750A, which is the newest model. And if you haven't seen it, I would recommend you go buy your friendly Harley-Davidson dealer and take one out for a ride. I rode the original model first, um, and then this year at Bike Week, I rode the XG750A. Now, the A answered every single thing I wanted taken care of on the bike, personally. I ride a lot of different bikes in this industry because of what I do for a living. And here's what they did. Upside down front forks, 43 millimeter, big dual disc brakes up front, taller, better res remote reservoir shocks in the back, raising the ride height in the rear about an inch and a half. They're only the frame and the gas tank remain the same on the motorcycle. Have, is that, I mean, that's a change. The engine's 18% more power, but overall the flat drag bars and the bar in mirrors combined with the ride height have created a bike that I think handles extremely well out on the two lane twisties. And it's also uh, the perfect vehicle uh, for uh, inner city and urban riding. It's, it is a ball to ride and the sound is outstanding because it was tweaked and honed the intake and the exhaust in Harley-Davidson's uh, skunk work operations there at the factory where they do nothing but tweak sound. And in my opinion, they get a uh, big gold star for the way this bike sounds and feels. Wow, break time. That was a fast open. Co-hosted by Scotty Dubler and Bubba Blackwell, we'll be right back with Kenny Coolbeth Jr. The King of Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I bury Boone. 
of Talking Motorcycles recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Welcome back to the show. Riders call home. This is an American Flat Track show as we are set to go with five mile events here this weekend, beginning this weekend with the Law Tigers Arizona Mile presented by Indian. And it was a race won by Brian Smith last year. We'll see what's going to happen this year. I'm your host. I'm Barry. I'm a co-host today. Scotty Dubler will be up in a moment. He's going to have a question for our first guest, as will Bubba Blackwell. But first, we welcome the King of Cool. Kenny Coolbeth, welcome back, buddy. Good to good to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be back. How you doing, Barry? Man, great. You know, just having a, having a ball. Really excited about seeing you uh, this weekend out in Arizona, and uh, very very anxious to see how this five stretch of miles uh, plays out, Kenny. And uh, I looked at back at 2016, and you won Springfield Mile Two. That brings a lot of momentum. You also had a second at Sacramento Mile. Uh, your thoughts coming into the mile season, uh, as we get set to go, you're on a brand new motorcycle, the XG 750R. And I just want to know what you think about your chances on these five miles. Uh, we got some, we got a good chance. Definitely. Uh, we've been on the bikes quite a bit with these, uh, five weeks we've had off and, uh, it's only going to get better. You know, we've, uh, I think, uh, coming out Daytona in the first three rounds uh, was kind of disappointing because we had such high expect- expectations uh, and uh, it kind of shot us in the foot. But uh, all the guys have one goal, and uh, that's to get those uh, XG750s up to the front and uh, run with those uh, Indian boys. But, uh, yeah, we we uh, been working our butts off, and uh, we should be uh, we should be way better than we were uh, in, in the previous races. So I'm looking forward to it. Kenny, it's Hollywood Dubler, and, and uh, first off, I want to say I'm a huge fan, and I know I'm not supposed to have favorites as an announcer, but I just love watching you ride a motorcycle, and, and especially last year when you stopped Brian Smith for 24 and a half laps and, and made that awesome pass at the end of the, the Springfield Mile going into three. That was I don't think I've seen anything like that in a very long time. So a uh, huge fan, but uh, I'm, I'm wanting to know, you know, now that you're on the XG750, you've got two awesome teammates. Is team strategy a factor when you go to a mile race and you have drafting? Do you guys talk about things and, and go through scenarios before you go out there out, out there for 25-lap main event? Uh, no, th- no, it's, it's a free-for-all. You know, if it, if it came down to, like, the last race and we were all in the championship or if, like say Jake was in the championship hunt and, uh, you know, I- I'm sure there would be some kind of uh talk about it, but, uh, as of right now, it's, uh, it's a free for all. Everybody's, uh, out there to win and do the best we can. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. So, uh, we all, uh, have our own, own gig going on and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, top, top three are the XGs, you know, it's, that's the goal. It's, uh, it's a, it's a big goal, but, uh, we're we're all working for the for the same same goal, and uh, the mechanics are just as hungry as as us riders. So, 
it's uh, it's bound to happen. It's uh, they're throwing way too much effort into it, not for not to, for not it to happen. So uh, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm honored to uh, to to be with Harley Davidson, Vance and Hines. Hey Kenny, it's Bubba Blackwell. I uh, I, however, am not a fan of yours at all. I don't really like you that much. <laughs> You know better than that. I got a question for you. Mine is, um, you know, this this new, uh, you might say, revival of coming back on board with the Harley Davidson factory, and everybody talks about you being the old guy on the circuit. I want to know how many years do you plan to keep going, and what that number might be, and why. Well, I get that question asked a lot and uh it's uh a lot of people can't say they love their job you know and, and th make a great living at it so that's what that's what kind of keeps me i love riding my motorcycle i love the people that uh that uh, i'm around so uh, as long as i'm you know having fun and uh you know uh doing well and being competitive and uh making money at it year around um it's due to great people that uh have backed me through my years and uh you know, it's, uh, who knows? Who knows how long I'll be around? It's, uh, when the time comes, it, it's going to be, it's going to be just quit, quit everything pretty much because, uh, you know, I've seen, seen guys retire and come back and uh, either, you know, get hurt or, or not be as sharp. So, uh, so I'm sure the time will come sooner than later, but uh, it's, uh, it's really not on my mind right yet. I just want to, you know, keep on moving forward and uh, making this XG uh, the best it can and uh, getting it on the podium and then obviously getting getting it at the top of the step. So. Well, I like that, man. I'd like to uh, I'd like to record that. I'd like to record that answer and use it for my own career because, you know, when you get out there doing something that you love, you don't feel like your body's getting old. That's uh, that's just something I don't believe. Passion has a uh, a link to. As long as you have passion for what you do, you keep on going. And I, for one, get to see you up close uh, every weekend this year or every race weekend. And, man, you don't look like you're uh, the old guy on the track by, by any means. And I say just yeah. keep going. Yeah, no, I, it, it's a lot of work. I, uh, I actually just got off my bike just, just probably a half hour ago and washing all the bikes up from the week. And uh, it's a lot of work, but, hey, I'm not complaining. It, it, it's a great job, and uh, like you said, it's uh, take it as long as you can, and uh, I, I take it pretty serious. So uh, it, it's my job, and, and you know, it's, uh, it's great. Hey, uh, Kenny, Barry again. Um, when I really – we have a, I just want you to know that when the people that listen to this show are motorcyclists and motorcycle riders, and some of them are, you know, expert level and some are very good. And assuming you were talking to a well-educated group of motorcyclists, true motorcyclists, can you describe, uh, if you've had a lap on a mile somewhere and I'm guessing you have, and if not, let's go back to like a Charlotte, but can you describe the difference in, uh, the performance characteristic handling performance, braking, whatever, really incorporate in your answer how different you may ride it, but the XG750R versus the XR750, what are the differences? Well, the handling handling is definitely uh, different. You know, it's it's a totally different chassis, different power plant, so every everything is different from, from, from the XR. So uh, 
the power wise it's uh it's makes great power but uh power delivery we're we're still trying to figure that all out and uh you know it, it's kind of pretty snappy as like a two stroke i guess um compared to an XR that you know an XR is just smooth real smooth linear power and uh it's uh it's it's you know it's a process that uh, we we all need to learn. We have the tools to make it almost identical to the XR, but we have to learn it all and uh, and uh, apply it. It's, it just takes time. Um, but uh, yeah, my the question is, it's everything. Everything about it is different, really. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, it it seems to me it's it's somewhere in between the Kawasaki and the Harley just from watching them on the racetrack. But nonetheless, uh, heading out to Arizona this weekend. I know you're looking forward to it. Uh, so go ahead, give us your give us your what are your percentage chances, uh, Kenny Coolbeth, of getting on that podium or winning that thing out there? What do you think? It's very good. You know, uh, the team's got my bike really good and. Uh, you know, I feel great, so I feel good going into the weekend, and uh, we just need to, uh, you know, do the best we can, get get the best qualifying, get the best uh, best uh, start right out of the box. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, I'm up for the challenge, and uh, we do have the equipment to, to do it, so uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's 95 degrees here right now, and I've been out in all day, so uh, the heat shouldn't be a factor. It's supposed to be, I think, 96 or 98 out there, so uh, we're ready to go. Yep, living in Florida, practicing in Florida, pretty darn good training for Arizona. Best of luck to you this weekend and beyond, my friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show and coming on to talk to talk with us. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Kenny Colbeth, ladies and gentlemen, he is the king of cool. He is also, uh, I believe, in the record book now as, I think he has the, Scotty can correct me when we come out of the break, but I think he probably has the uh, most mile wins of any active rider. We'll, we'll check with the great Hollywood Doobler when we come back. But first, it's time to go to break, and our next guest is waiting in the wings. I want to just share with you, we talk ad nauseum about uh, clear water lights and the safety of being able to, to see at night uh, in all conditions, fog, rain, whatever. We also talk about uh, the safety aspect of being seen, conspicuity, uh, by having clear water lights on your motorcycle. But for all of you that ride street bicycles, just be aware that the new Shelby headlamp bicycle light is now available for only $119.20. Let me assure you, there is no higher quality piece of equipment anywhere than the uh, new Clearwater Shelby's. It puts out a, a record class leading 900 lumens on high, 450 on medium, and 225 on low, which exceeds almost everything you can buy with your hard-earned money out there. It's also made out of high-quality uh, metals. It's a high-quality unit as customary from Clearwater Lights. Please check out, for your safety, the new Shelby headlamp for uh, bicycling at clearwaterlights.com. Let's go to break. We have a very exciting guest waiting in the rings. In fact, he is the uh, reigning champion of American Flat Track and perhaps the best miler of our time, Brian Smith, when we come back. Don't go away. Bubba Blackwell and Scotty Dubler will uh, both be on board for the Balance of the Show with you. in a minute.
This isn't the sound of an engine. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Welcome back to the show. I am uh, excited to uh, be welcoming this next rider to uh, our great lineup of riders here today to join Scotty and Bubba and myself uh, on the show. Uh, we're talking about Arizona Mile, but we're also talking about the mile stretch ahead. There are five of them coming up. Well, our next guest uh, was in 2016. He won the race we're about to do this weekend, the Arizona Mile. He won the Sacramento Mile. He won Springfield Mile 1, went on to win the half mile at Sturgis for a total of four. Uh, but we're talking miles here. The the miles he did not win, he finished second. Uh, Oklahoma City, Springfield, and Santa Rosa. And over time, we've seen that uh, this is, I think, arguably, maybe not even an argument left, uh, the best miler of our time. But all has changed for uh, 2017. Gone are the days of the Howerton Kawasaki 650 twin and arrival of the uh, Howerton Indian. And joining us now on the show is Brian Smith. Welcome back. Good to have you on board. Hey, Barry. Thanks for having me. As always, our pleasure. Uh, I believe this is the time of year last year, the record shows where you really began uh, the march towards winning your first Grand National Championship and wearing the privilege to wear the number one plate. Uh, but a lot has changed over at the Brian Smith camp, now going to the mile at Arizona on the new Indian. Talk to us about your expectations for this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting to be uh, lining up on the Indian, uh, especially after winning the last race at uh, Charlotte on the half mile. Um, I think that shows that we got a pretty good handle on the bike itself. And my expectations for Arizona are the same they were last year. That's to go there and win. Um, I think I got the best bike, and uh, I'm riding the best I ever have. So I'm excited. Yeah, and you had uh, pretty pretty strong, I would say performance uh winning in arizona last year and turned the best lap time of 40.9 or something like that and that was the best of anybody in in the event so you were obviously on your game scotty dubler joins us live here again as one of our co-hosts scotty yeah brian you know you are the not uh, my my in my from my point of view you're the best miler we've seen you know in, in quite a few years so what do you attribute that to? Do you, do you attribute to growing up watching Scotty Parker and, you know, learning from, from the winningest rider or do you, you know, cause you can't practice on a mile. So you, is it just experience or how are you so good on the mile racetrack? Uh, well, there's a book at the library. It's called be the best miler by Scott Parker. I checked it out a few times. No, I'm just, just kidding. I, I, I was say you, you probably have a bunch, a bunch of those copies, right? So nobody else can, can figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I bought, I bought them all. I rented them all. Now, it's, uh, everybody asks me that. Why do you like the miles? Why do you do so good on the miles? Uh, you know, some of it comes from when I was a kid watching, uh, you know, growing up, good friends with Scotty Parker and looking up to him. And the races were on ESPN, the Camel Pro Days. And most of the races were miles. And uh, you could watch them on ESPN. And, man, I studied the miles like uh, – more than I studied my school books, put it that way. So 
I just knew uh, from the very first time I ever got on a mile track that I better figure out how to ride these if I want to be like Scotty Parker and be Grand National Champion. And uh, somehow it just fell into my mojo and my skill set that uh, the miles just come to me come to me natural. And uh, you know, a lot of it is you got to think a little more on the mile than than uh, be aggressive. And uh, I, I think I can continue to think at 130 mile an hour and not panic a lot of times is probably the easiest way to put it into words um, why I might be better than the other guys. Hey, Brian, Bubba Blackwell here, and uh, I've actually been doing quite a bit of studying, and I noticed that last year at the Phoenix race, you actually got into the 39s, not to correct Barry, but, you know, you were out there so dead gum far. By now, you've probably got a little bit of extra time on the Indian. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw you break out a piece of gum and put it in your mouth. You had such a lead. My question is, do you think you possibly are going to break away on this Indian? And, 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 and to add to that, I'm kind of tired of hearing them call you the miler. Man, you smoked them uh, in Charlotte, and that was a half mile. So, uh, for one, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be possibly the, the, you know, I'll be the most attentive guy on the infield. I'll be watching what you're going to be doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, the bike's great, and uh, I think I can break away. I mean, the track got really technical last year with it getting rough and broke the groove breaking up. So, um, you really had to hit your marks. And, I, you know, my bike was great last year. It's great this year, but I think I was uh, hitting my marks a little better than other guys at Arizona. So, as long as, uh, you know, we can – go through our motions like we normally do, and I can get up front in that main. I mean, uh, I'd love nothing more than to break away in uh, well, the I'm, modern era. I'm looking so. forward. Right. I'll be looking forward to it, man. I look forward to seeing you in Phoenix. Yep. Okay, man. So, <clears throat> I'm, so I'm thinking on a little bit different level. Uh, and I stand corrected, Bubba. It's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going a little bit different direction here. You guys go into the year as kind of, I mean, though you and Brad Baker are kind of on the Howerton Indian team and Jared Meese has his own deal, um, but I, I see the three of you as the Indian wrecking crew team. Uh, in and amongst the three of you are, you know, some pretty pretty hard-headed guys and pretty dedicated racers. And you go in looking all happy and teammate-wise, uh, looking really good, but do you foresee a time in the season when that could all go out the window and it, you know, truly becomes just freaking war out there? Well, um, I think, you know, we're all teammates, but uh, we're all racing for ourselves on the same hand. I mean, I think Jared's going to run over my foot just as easy as I'm going to run over his. So, uh, I mean, even though we're on the same brands, we're going to race each other hard. That's for, for damn sure. But uh, we're going to keep it clean as, as possible on the same hand. Talk to us about um, – Talk to okay, sorry, hold that question, hold that thought. We're gonna get back to you. I'm gonna do a quick follow-up here. Talk to us about the difference in riding uh the Howerton Kawasaki versus the Howerton FTR 750 Indian. Take us through a lap. Yeah, you know, uh it's it's kinda hard to explain because most guys haven't rode an XR seven fifty or a Kawasaki seven fifty or or obviously the Indian, but uh it's pretty cool for me because the Indian, I've rode both, and the Indian feels like a direct combination of the good points of a Harley and the good points of a Kawasaki. And obviously it's showing on the track because we're kicking butt. And it's because, <laughs> it, you know, it's got the 
it lays down <laughs> the power to the ground like the XR, but it revs out down the straightaway like the Kawasaki. So, um, you know, the power is real smooth and it pulls for a long way. So uh, I think the guys, the rest of the field's in for some trouble with how good this Indian is this year. Well, that's Brian, apparent, there, Scotty. I was going to say, Brian, was there anything that you guys could take over? I know Howerton had built those those Kawasaki's and they were bulletproof and they had, you know, you had a few of them that were really, really narrow. And, and could they take any of that knowledge over to the Indian, like the, the frame? Or is there anything that, that is very similar between the two bikes that you're on the new Indian? Um, you know, Ricky, part, part of me going to Indian, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it without Ricky. And Ricky wouldn't do it without me. Um, so obviously we went there as a team. Uh, we have we have Indians, you know. Ricky built them and prepared them uh, with our team there back in Indianapolis. Gene Bertram and uh, Ron Glidden, you know, and they're they're built to our race standard. Could they could they be more of the Howerton cool factor and maybe a little more comfortable for me getting them down to the smaller Kawasaki look? Yeah, I think so. And uh, I hope in the future maybe there will be a Ricky Howerton slash Indian, uh, you know, race bike, factory race bike for myself out there. I don't know when or how soon or if it'll happen, but uh, I sure hope so because I think, you know, rider comfort, obviously you guys all ride, um, you know, rider comfort's a lot of going fast. So I think I could get a little more comfortable and go a little bit faster if uh, we really let Ricky go to go to work on one of those things. That's what we call radio silence right there. Bubba, you got anything, uh, additional question for uh, Brian before we uh, move on? Yeah, what's Kid Rock like? <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> he's exactly what you would think. Uh, he's having more fun than anybody in the world right now while we're working. Well, I bet he's proud of you, man. I, I think that's such a cool thing that you brought in someone like that to, uh, to our industry. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I was a fan of his, and being that we're both from Michigan, luckily, uh, thankfully for me, I should say, we crossed paths, and uh, he thought it was pretty cool that I raced and was into motorcycles and has become one of my sponsors and uh, now friends. So I'm excited to, to that he knows what Flat Track is now, and it's because of me. So I'm pretty excited for that and uh, excited to have his brand part of Flat Track. Well, what does badass beer taste like? How is it? It's the best beer in the world. You haven't had it yet? <laughs> I have not. We better get you some down there to Florida. Yeah, well, you just bring me one bring me one bring me one to Arizona. That'll be just fine. I tell you what, Brian, it's uh it's really to me it's quite intriguing uh watching this thing unfold and obviously the results of the Indian are really 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 good. Do you who do you see as uh amongst the Kawasaki riders? out there still um who do you see as the rider that might have a shot at winning some of these miles on a kawasaki um that's a good question you know um i don't not necessarily on the kawasaki but you got helbert if he can get a yamaha 750 going the right mile that could be dangerous um ryan wells which is riding for johnny goat on a kawasaki um jr addison he had some good runs on a kawasaki um you know, there's probably three or four guys, Kawasaki's, that I think will be strong. And, uh, you know, I'm not counting out the Harley guys either. You get them on the right track, and they got a lot of smart guys over there. So they'll be going to work, and I'm sure uh, sure we'll have to fight them off soon enough. Intrigued to see who brings out an XR752, you know, to see what they can do with the Indian. Scotty, you got uh, follow-up for uh, Brian before we close him out? 
what what's been your secret at Sacramento? You've won what six in a row now and a couple different brands. You know what what's so special about that place in your head? Um, you know, it's just it's just a super cool track. It always gets me pumped when you pull in there and you know uh, see you know it's like walking into the Super Bowl or something as a player. You see the grandstands and the lights come on at night. It's just got this you know super cool racing environment and uh i don't know if it's just because it gets me pumped up more um that i do better there i mean the track's always real consistent and pretty smooth and you know the straightaway is so long there that the then the finish line is so far down into the straightaway that the last uh run to the, the checkered flag can really make or break you whether you're drafting to win it or uh or leading it off a of four and uh you know so once again you got to think on the mile and that one it's another one where you got to be smart serve your tire not over eat it too soon um you know and play the draft just right so just being that it's a really cool track you got to think about it i think what does it for me sorry it's not a cooler answer like uh you know i eat some of the dirt for breakfast or anything like that but (laughs) it's just really cool that's actually a really cool answer that's the that's the kind of things you know people want to know i mean that's exactly what people want to know brian uh clock is running i know you got to run uh we do too but best of luck to you in uh remaining undefeated out in arizona and uh good luck on these next five miles man i know that's you have to be excited you have to be looking forward to that and looking down the road so uh good luck in defending that championship thank you guys thanks uh see you out there thanks for having me Take it easy. All right. See you, Brian. Brian Smith. Brian joining us here as we get set to uh, to go to break. Uh, thank you again, Brian. It was a pleasure having you on, my friend. As always, wow, this is so cool. We've got Bubba Blackwell uh, in the queue. We've got Scotty Dubler in the queue. And now we have Slammin' Sammy Halbert in the queue. And that's who's going to be uh, joining us when we come back. Quick word from our uh, quarter-hour sponsor, who is Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the only tire that you can buy for your motorcycle that is made in America. Can you imagine the only American-made tire? Well, at least uh, I find that exciting. The Road Smart 3 has been introduced now in America after having been introduced about a year ago in Europe. And the Road Smart 3 is designed for touring and sport touring motorcycles. And they have completely rebirthed uh, performance touring with this tire. It does all the things we want it to do. It lasts longer. It performs better at higher levels than the competition throughout its lifetime, which is, you know, the deal. They use all the great technologies uh, Dunlop has developed in superbike racing. Mainly, chief amongst them, I like MT or multi-tread design because what it does is has a real high mileage hard compound in the center and high adhesion compounds on the lateral flanks which helps your high cornering grip and it does provide it it's a new front and rear compound now for better longer wearing and uh resins that increase the wet grip the rear tire is uh, the profile is designed to increase the amount of rubber on the road and improve fuel economy two things we don't normally think go together you can find out more about a road smart three uh, for your motorcycle at dunlop motorcycle tires and if you go on any of our social media uh, accounts at facebook twitter or instagram uh, until between now and tomorrow afternoon when we uh, are doing a great show with riding into history people and the great miguel duhamel joining us uh we will maybe perhaps choose your picture and all you need to do is post a picture of your motorcycle and hashtag ride dunlop 
and uh, perhaps you will win a set of Dunlops for your motorcycle, regardless of what you ride. Final break of the show is happening right now. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come back for the very first time ever, Slamming Sammy Halbert is going to come in hot and sideways to Talking Motorcycles. We'll be right back. Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. And the winner of the VIR Moto America rounds uh, this weekend uh, at, at Virginia International Raceway and the winner in Arizona at the mile will all be on Dunlops as well. This portion of the Talking Motorcycles program is brought to you by my great friends at Bell Helmets, Bell Power Sports. And uh, many of the top pros wear bells. I wear a Bell Star. And I want to talk to you about that here in a few moments after we have had a, an exciting interview, I'm, I feel sure, with Slammin' Sammy Halbert joining us now live here on Talking Motorcycles. Welcome aboard, Sammy. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Sammy, um, I just wanted I, – I have to ask about uh, Woodstock, Georgia. I have to ask about you and Jared. I've heard Jared respond to this question multiple times, but – I have not had a chance to uh, to hear you respond or hear your version of what happened there. And I just want to tell you, it really, to me, looked as if your line never changed. It, it looked to me you were on the exact line. You'd been running lap after lap, and you never moved an inch. It looked like to me that Jared did move up and uh, made contact with you, but I wasn't riding either one of the motorcycles. What the heck happened? Man, it is what it is, like it all happened pretty fast, you know, um, I slide job him coming into that churn. And, uh, and so then like I went a little wide in the churn. So I think I was a little bit off my regular line. Cause I mean, we were going back and forth. So that kind of was causing us to take different lines than we normally had, but you know, below down to, um, when I was coming off the corner and, uh, I did look down to see where he was at. Cause we were passing each other back and forth, like every, every like corner at that point. Um, so, you know, I looked at, down to see where he was at and uh, and pretty much just, like, didn't have much time to react. And, um, like, I tried to straighten my bike out, it looked like. And, um, and and he just clipped my handlebars, like, as he was going by. So, you know, like, we were going hard. Um, and and I ended up on my, my butt. But, uh, yeah, it sucked. Um, it is what it is. Like, everyone's got their own opinion about it. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it at this point. Just uh, rolling on to the next one. Scotty's got a question for you coming up in a second, but you, um, I, I just want to say, I think if your championship hopes are uh, realized this year and you have the kind of year that it, it looks like to me, you're capable of having uh, Sammy, that it may be that ride up to sixth place from the back row after that could turn out to be the one that won the championship for you, man. That was an incredible ride, really. 
Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, the bike was working real good. Um, Teddy McDermott had the Harley tuned in pretty well for me that day. And, um, and yeah, I was able to, I mean, that was a good track they gave us too, which was nice. You know, I enjoy those bank tracks and, and um, it, it was a good track to where you could make some passes and stuff like that. So yeah, I was fortunate to be able to roll around the outside of some guys um, on the first lap, especially, and, and, uh, and get up there and, and and get a decent result. I was close to getting fifth. So I would have liked to at least got a top five out of the deal, but uh, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Tammy, it's Hollywood. Uh, you're one hell of a rider, and you can do things on a motorcycle. I don't think anybody else that's out there racing right now can. But that being said, you've been riding a bunch, and I've seen you doing a, a lot of riding on a on an FZ07 uh, twin, even on a short track on an indoor. Uh, is that going to be your weapon of choice as we go into the, the next five miles or will, you, will that depend on which track we're at? Yeah, no, we're, um, we're going into the miles here with, uh, all intentions of riding the Yamaha FZ07. So yeah, no, it's been, it's been good. Like riding that bike. Um, I actually just, you know, I just rode it on my short track yesterday. Like I was able to build one, um, myself, like separate from my team to, to have as like a practice bike and hit some local events and stuff like that. So it's been nice, um, you know, being able to practice on the twin and stuff on a regular basis. And, uh, and so that's been cool. Um, yeah, been, been a good, like, it's nice being able to ride a lot, a lot more lately. You know, I'm used, used to run my own team and didn't have as much time to ride, but, but yeah, it's been nice. I'm actually getting ready to go ride some moto later today. And then, uh, and I'll be good for the week and fly out tomorrow out to Phoenix. Hey, Sammy, it's Bubba here, and I really don't have a question. I've got more of an observation. You know, I get a really unique angle of being able to watch the races. The uh, Woodstock, Georgia race, you guys were just, man, you guys were actually putting on what people pay their hard-earned money to see. Some of the best dead gum racing I've ever seen. I loved it lap after lap. You guys got together. I, I like the fact that everybody's wondering who did what to who. Who gives a rat's butt? It's behind us. I can't wait to go to Phoenix. I hope that you and uh, Jared are running side by side. That's going to raise the uh, excitement level uh, just that much more. But, you know, has anyone ever really uh, called you the human highlight reel, kind of like Rusty Riders back in the day? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely I feel like I do bring some excitement to the show on most days. You know, if you can't win, be spectacular and uh, <laughs> Uh, that's my way of thinking as well. I, I actually can't wait to see you get on the racetrack every time when there is a little bit of drama and you're involved in it. Man, i got to tell you, your brand goes up. Uh, you know, your stock value goes up that much more in my book. I don't have to replace the parts, mind you, but I can't wait to see you on the track every single weekend. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Def definitely always give it my all. You definitely do, and uh, showmanship has got to be up there somewhere. Uh, me, myself, I appreciate that aspect of it. But uh, like I said, man, I can't wait to see you in Phoenix and, and uh, you know, figure out what it is you're going to be riding and see how fast you go. That's right. Well, we only have one option nowadays. That with the rule change, we can't, we can't try both bikes, so we'll be, we'll be on that Yamaha. Well, good luck, Sammy. I'll see you in Phoenix. All right, boss. Take care. Yeah, Sammy, no doubt about it. I, I, I have to echo Bubba's sentiments. You know, you you are you you put on a great show and you guys put on a barn burner of a race there. That that is the type of thing that I think people want, people need, and and a, a little rivalry every once in a while is really not a bad thing. Um your uh, success, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I think you've been a real solid performer. I also think that 
the somehow the season just kind of falls apart at some point or goes bad mid-year. What is your plan uh, to keep running like you're running? I mean, you're off to a really, really good start, a seventh and a sixth uh, and a third. Uh, you're coming off a podium at Charlotte. So, you know, what's your plan this year? What's your mentality going into this season? And what are your expectations for the title hunt? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this year it's more just like unknowns, really. So I don't um, – just 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 train hard and do my best and take all my years of experience to 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 benefit me and to to just be smart throughout the season so you know I've, yeah i've had like last year you know we led the championship for the first four rounds and then we then we came into the miles and found some weaknesses in, a, in our program um and so you know this year i'm with a new team um brand new brand new team brand new bikes um got high expectations for sure um you know so We'll we'll just just a wait and see approach more or less. Uh, just give it my all. Have have high hopes. Uh, come in optimistic. Come in, come in confident, planning to win and uh, and do what I can. So, I mean that's that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Scotty, Sammy, I would again. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna. I had one more question for you, Sammy. You, you kind of hopped around uh, on a few different teams for the last few years. It seems like you're you're very happy with this team. Uh, first off. Me and Bubba, actually, I'll I'll say that I have trouble saying your your new team sponsor's name. So tell us what that is again, and then tell us about how the team all came together for us. Because I think Bubba's been nailing it, but I think I keep screwing it up, and I'm the one that has to say it a million times during the day. So tell us about the team and, and your your uh, your situation now. Yeah, I got hooked up with uh, Estenson Racing and uh, Estenson. <laughs> um, got it. Got it. Estenson. Yep. Um, uh, Estenson Logistics. They they're a big trucking company all over the U.S. And uh, Tim Estenson, the owner, is a former flat track racer and a successful businessman now. And fortunate that he's, you know, interested in flat track and um, and able to support this team and and have fun doing it. So um, Ted McDermott's a mechanic, and uh, that, so he runs the team with his son Corey out of Michigan. And then we got Mike Stoffer in our corner as well, another Michigan guy building the motors. So we got we got a pretty solid package with them guys. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Like uh, the Tim Estenson has been a pleasure to work with for me, and and giving me more more support than I've ever had before, which which makes it nice. And uh, and yeah, so it's it's a pretty pretty good deal for sure. Um, so I got uh yeah, keeping me happy and, and ready to go racing. Bubba, one more. You got another follow-up for him real quick. We've only got about a minute or two here, but I'd want to work you in one more time. Uh, not really, man. I, I said what I wanted to say. You know, Sammy's the guy. Sammy is so daggum fun to watch. Um, I don't have any real favorites. Heck, I'm too new to it. Even though I know all these guys and I've seen them forever, um, you know, I just, I just enjoy watching this guy more than any of them because you never know what's going to happen in these uh, – he ought to be given a bonus every time he hits a racetrack. He's the human highlight reel in my book, and he's very entertaining. And uh, I look forward to going to Phoenix and seeing, seeing what happens out there. And make sure that you put on a good show when you're next to Jared. That's what everybody's expecting. I know I'll be <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sammy, um, I call you a privateer. If there is such a thing as a factory team in flat track, you'd have to think Jared and Brian were kind of part of that. You – uh, are third in points right now, and uh, you're, you are the top-performing privateer. I'm wishing you all the best. We'd, we'd like to see uh, what you got this year, and I hope you have a good, safe, competitive season. 
and especially a good run out of Arizona and show them what you got. That's right. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'll be doing my best, like always. Like always, slamming Sammy Halbert, getting ready to go to work, putting the skid lid on out in uh, Arizona uh, coming up this Saturday. And uh, let's see, I got a, one little short word for everybody out there. If you are um, interested in watching the American Flat Track show, the uh, what is it? I forget now. It's uh, um, Law Tigers Arizona Mile presented by Indian Motorcycles. Uh, it gets underway on Saturday. Uh, uh, let's see. I think these times are uh, right in front of me somewhere. Time practice from 11 to 1240. Open paddock rider autograph from 1 to 145. Opening ceremonies starring yours truly and Scotty Dubler and Bubba Blackwell and a whole bunch of other people will be underway at 2 o'clock. And then racing will be on at Arizona, all on fanschoice.tv. But if you're anywhere out west, get on your damn motorcycle and ride and buy a race ticket and support this great tour. It's had great crowds all year long. We want to keep that ball rolling in Arizona. Uh, real quick, speaking of safety, and I'm coming back to my guys one more time here in just a second, but um, I want to talk to you about the new Bell Star. It is out now, has been out for a little while. It's available in three levels, the Star, the Race Star, and the Pro Star. But I want to talk specifically about the new star. I've got a couple of those that Colette and I are wearing now on the street. It's a full face helmet. It's really cool. The first thing I want to tell you is it's lightweight. It's super, super quiet. And it flows massive amount of air. And partly how it does that uh, is uh, on the uh, uh, lightweight factor, at least, is the Trimax composite shell which is uh, carbon fiber and fiberglass and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's real light, it's real strong, and it's real safe. But the best news for street riders and racers is that helmet is only $449 and change. And you could read more all about that at bellhelmets.com. Wow, this was a pretty fast show. It kind of went faster than I even thought it would, guys. But I can't thank you both enough for being on. And so let's now talk quickly about, about fans' choice. Scotty, uh, want to say congratulations to you first of all on being asked back to um, be a part of the two-man crew in the in the booth at least at x games again this year uh, really really excited for you you did a great job last year well, i appreciate it and uh toby moody's not gonna make it over from overseas so we're gonna have a different host announcer and i'll still be the the color commentator so it's a little bit different than what i do on fanschoice.tv and the uh, live pa system uh, announcing but it's going to be a lot of fun as we move up to Minneapolis, the flat track is going to be in the parking lot of Mall of America. So they're bringing in a bunch of dirt, and they're going to build about a three-eighths mile is what I'm hearing, maybe a little bit different size uh, track in the parking lot of Mall of America. So I'm looking forward to that coming up in July. Um, man, it's just, man, what a great year it is, and, and we got a lot of, lot of changes and a lot of fun happening in 2017. I've told everybody that would listen, Scotty, that uh, you were an excellent color analyst and representative of American flat track, uh, as a color analyst. And I, for one, I'm, I'm kind of happy you're going to be back. I know I'm really happy that you're back with X games, but I'm extremely happy that you're going to be color analyst because I love it. I mean, you could anchor that show with one hand tied behind your back and your eyes closed, but you will be a great color analyst again, Bubba Blackwell, your career in flat track is really, really new. And I'm going to come at you with a question. You probably may have thought about maybe not, but my question for you is, of all that you've seen and all that you've done thus far after three rounds at American Flat Track, what has been the highest honor for you? What has been that thing that you already have put down in your list of accomplishments as like, wow, I actually got to do that? 
Well, to be perfectly honest with you, right out of the gate, I was able to interview, uh, you know, Jay Springsteen. Jay Springsteen is uh, a guy that I wanted to be ever since I was a little kid. A lot of people think because of my jumping an XR750 and breaking all the Evil Knievel records, they all probably thought that my goal was to be the next Evil Knievel. And, and although I am a fan and was a fan, um, I simply wanted to be a flat track racer. Uh, back in Mobile, Alabama, there was a dealership called Mobile Harley at the time. The owner was a friend of my father's. We'd go in there, and he had a 1978 XR750 on the showroom floor. Every time we'd walk in, I'd jump on it, and I would pretend like I was kneeling down, going down the uh, back straight of uh, Springfield Mile. I never even thought about jumping over a bunch of buses or anything, but the fact is I live at the bottom of Alabama. There's, this is not the hotbed of motorcycle flat track racing. So it was a bit weird for me to go to school and talk about flat track when all the other kids were talking about Bob Hanna and Marty Trikes and all these motocross guys. And I'm like, well, guys, I like guys that go on a uh, motorcycle on the dirt more than 45 miles an hour. So I'm a flat track guy. And um, the unfortunate thing is, is I did not get to evolve. I didn't start out as a little kid racing flat track and going to bigger mach uh, machines, going to bigger events. I simply was just a, a guy that really digged it, and I thought, you know, if I can't make a living riding an XR750 around an oval, maybe, you know, just maybe I could kind of pick up where Evil Knievel left off. And, um, you know, I, I went that route, and it's been really good to me. I'm really thankful for the accomplishments, which brings me to the point that uh, I actually started a thing called the Bubba Blackwell Jump Experience, where if you've always wanted to ride a Harley-Davidson XR750, come on down, I'll let you ride mine, and uh, I'll even let you go over my ramps. So we actually did the very first one the weekend right after Daytona, so I had to halt tail home, and it was amazingly successful, and uh, my email blew up. People are wanting to do this, but i got to stop. I can't do it until October because we're going to be so busy with all the races, and, and I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm actually... I struggled. Everybody knows that I was struggling with the first couple of races. I couldn't hear. Um, uh, the, the, the radios were not exactly um, explained to me. So we kind of got it figured out in Charlotte. And um, now that uh, you, Barry, are going to be in Phoenix, and you're going to be at the next couple of rounds kind of helping coach me, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. And, and i got to tell you, I, I hope that 2017 is a brand-new start for a new career. And I hope to be with AFT for the next 25 years with Scotty Dubler. I think everybody's excited to have you on board. The one thing, there's a couple of things about you that I, I just think can't be replaced. And I don't think you can do the job without it. And that is that you love the sport first and foremost and those who do it and the fans. And that is evident. And the other thing, Bubba, that really jumps off the page is your enthusiasm for it. And I, I just, for one, think that's uh, that also is very, very obvious. And, Scotty, um, you and Bubba, you've done Bubba shows. And to me, you guys look like brothers. And I, I know you have a great <laughs> friendship. So I think that, too, is like the third thing on Bubba's list of things that's going to make him really, really successful in flat track is you two are – you really are good friends. Yeah, well, I've known Bubba for quite a while through the Harley-Davidson business that uh, I'm involved in, and Bubba, you know, jumping and, and doing stunt shows at several Harley-Davidson dealerships, and he was, you know, he had always had help from Harley-Davidson motorcycles, so we would we'd see each other a couple times a year at the Harley-Davidson dealer meetings, and then uh, we just became friends, and uh, 
And then a couple of years back, he was on the Discovery Channel, and, and he jumped over two helicopters with the blades going, and, and that's, the, that's the time when our, our working careers started working together, and I actually got to uh, announce for the live audience there at, at that dealership in, in Illinois, and, and I've worked for him ever since. You know, any time that there's a jump and I'm available, uh, I was working it into the uh, American Flat Track schedule uh, previous, you know, before it became American Flat Track, and then uh, this year, I think we have maybe one or two jumps that I'll be able to help him at, and, and uh, you know, he was my choice to uh, to take over down there on the, like you say, on the podium, or on the floor, or on pit road, or, or wherever to, to do interviews and stuff like that, and uh, we, we changed our format with the AFT, and, and I'm back out, you know, amongst the crowd, and, and where I can see everything for the last two years, I was in a in a nice air-conditioned booth with Chris Carr, and, you know, things change, and now I'm back outside where I can uh, see more and, and call more of the action and, and uh, Bubba's going to be down there to help out and, and also to chime in and, and tell me what he's seeing down there at the track level. Like he, every time I talk to him on the phone, he tells me how excited he was to stand inside turn number three at that, uh, you know, the Woodstock Georgia race and how hard they're putting it in the corner and, and just to get that excitement. And, you know, I, 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 I guess I forget about that, you know, because I'm upstairs and I get to see everything, but just, to get Bubba's view and, and get his, uh, you know, 10 cents worth uh, from him. It's going to be great. And I, I hope we're a, a partnership that sticks together for many years. Yeah, I do too. And to both of you guys, uh, Scotty and, and Bubba don't want to make a big deal out of it, but I got to say, and I want to say it now on this show that, um, you know, thanks for welcoming the old guy back for three rounds. Uh, I'm humbled to be a part of your team and uh, just hope to hold up my end of the deal. And I, I know for one thing, I, for one, am going to have a great time working with the two of you. Well, we're excited for it, too. And, and you better bring your credit card because you got to buy us dinner on Friday night at each of the first three rounds. I like that. I like that, Scotty. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's a great deal. I mean, doggone. This guy's a veteran. He's been there, and there's so much to learn from him. At least he could buy us dinner and, and uh well, it's been a great, it's been a great show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, time, to, <laughs> time to sign. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, it's going to be fun. Safe travels to you both. Headed heading out to uh, Arizona, and I'll look forward to seeing you on Friday evening. I'll get into the track about five. You guys will have everything figured out by then, and tell me what I'm going to do, maybe. Sounds good. All right, man. See you, Barry. See you, Scotty. See you guys in uh, two days. Bubba Blackwell and Scotty Dubler, the uh, voices of American Flat Track for 2017. And uh, as as I'm, I'm with Scotty, I, I hope that team is has fun, is successful, and everybody uh, enjoys the coverage as much as I do, and that that all happens for years and years and years to come. Bubba has made an amazing name for himself as a – crowd entertainer and motorcycling uh you can check him out on facebook uh bubba blackwell has a presence out there folks and he is the real legit guy it, it, he hinted at this but he didn't really make the point that i'm going to make to you now and we're going to talk about this in front of the crowd at arizona too but bubba blackwell has broken every record that uh evil knievel ever set on an xr750 there may never be anyone else that lives in this world that will be able to say they broke Bubba Blackwell's record on an XR750. I, for one, think not. And what, what can I say? Scotty Dubler, in his ninth consecutive year, 
as the voice of American Flat Track and everything else. If you really know all the work that Scotty does throughout the year, he gets a lot of road miles on looking through that windshield, and he gets a lot of sky miles as well, working all the things that he does. Two great pros. I'm excited to be a part of their team. I'm, I'm more than thankful to all of you. Also, I want to make kind of an announcement on this show before we close it out, which we're going to do in a minute. Um, a new way to listen to Talking Motorcycles is coming to you. I know a lot of you subscribe on iTunes. Some of you watch it on TV, on your Apple TV, or listen to it on Apple TV. Others have it come directly to your phone if you're an, Apple, an iPhone user on your podcast app. But there's a new way. This show, as of June the 7th, when I get back from this stretch run of miles, uh, we're going to be generating it live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., from the famous, really, 93.5 FM WNDB, and you can download the WNDB app to your phone right now. Listen live at 7 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday night, and then those shows will be automatically uploaded to our Blog Talk link. So you'll still get them all the ways you currently do. You can also just punch up the computer at newsdaytonabeach.com and click Listen Live and uh, listen to every show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And a special thank you to Ross Myers, Daytona Harley-Davidson, for uh, bringing our show to WNDB and making it possible for us to be there. We're extremely excited. Well, everyone, catch us on fanschoice.tv and catch us tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern with Miguel Duhamel when we will be talking about his Grand Marshal status for the uh, rapidly approaching uh, famous excellent outdoor motorcycle vintage show, the Concorde d'Elegance that is riding into history uh, at World Golf Village. That'll be tomorrow at three. Many thanks to all three of our guests tonight. Uh, thank you to Sammy Halbert. Thank you to uh, Brian Smith and Kenny Coolbeth. And a special thanks to my uh, co-host for this show, uh, Scotty Dubler and Bubba Blackwell. Two great guys. Thanks for listening, folks. Ride hard, ride safe, and have fun. Till next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.